Well, on our last episode, David said that these kinds of shows where we do listener questions, we open up the mailbag, are his favorite. So we thought, you know what, let's just make uh, kind of our last couple of episodes of the year all mailbag based. So we've got more great listener questions coming at you on today's show. We've got a question from Amy, never paying extra on her mortgage or uh, never paying cash for a car, but also never being in a hurry to pay off debt. And so she's just wondering if she's missing something about you know, all this advice about debt and retirement planning. So can't wait to dig into that question. Plus, we've got a good social security question to answer today as well from Howard. So if you're interested in those two topics and learning more about retirement, this is the episode for you because it's all coming up next. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, David, Christmas is almost upon us, the holidays fast approaching, but it doesn't mean that we're taking time off from doing the podcast. We've got another great episode lined up today. I hope you're doing well. I am doing well. You know, this is a fun time of year, If assuming your football team is doing well. That's true. And when you got a couple mm-hmm. of football teams doing well, and you got a little basketball going on, and looking forward to the holidays and some good family time, this is, a, this is an awesome time of year. Yeah, I, I'm a hockey guy, so I got to throw hockey in there too. Can't let get out of. T- That's right. You used to do hockey play by play. Did did a little bit. Yep, I've got lots of uh, New Jersey Devils paraphernalia uh, all over the place in my in my house and in my office, and so yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a crazy Devils fan. So. <laughs> little little hidden secret about me, I suppose. That's pretty uh, awesome. But didn't you actually? Am I making that up? Didn't you do play by play like for uh, North Carolina, maybe University of North Carolina yeah, hockey make, team or something? You're making it sound pretty big. Um, so I did do the for the women's basketball team for the Tar Heels. I I was the voice, the play by play voice for seven seasons. There you um, go. So yep, and I and I did a lot of Carolina f- uh, basketball broadcasting. Did a little bit of stuff with the ESPN back in the day. Unfortunately, I graduated in 2009, so job <laughs> prospects that had been lined up disappeared, and things were a little tough for those first couple of years in terms of breaking into the, the true sports casting industry. So it became more of a hobby for me. In terms of the hockey, though, Carolina had a club team when I was in school in those first few years after. So they they rented time at the local ice hockey rink to play their game. So this is the level that we're talking about. But it, it made for very entertaining broadcasts where it was in the early days of streaming, David, and you could see live how many people were tuning in to you know listen oh, to the broadcast. Cool. But the games were at 11 o'clock at night, all right? <laughs> and, and obviously, there's no audience except for the kids' parents. And so it was really funny to be there broadcasting the game and watching it go from like 15 people tuning in to you get to be about 1230 in the morning. It's, it's down to five. <laughs> and then the third period's getting underway. And, and, and you hit that one and then eventually that zero. And you're kind of like, and I'm talking to myself. No, one, no one's around. <laughs> Uh, but they were fun. Funny. It was good practice, and I got some great stories because I actually broadcasted from the ice in between the two penalty boxes is where they set me up to do the broadcast from because there was no press box or stands wow. or anything like that. Even. Front row seat. So it was a front row seat, but also it was really funny as the people would go to the penalty boxes after fights, all of their yelling would get picked up on the microphone, <laughs> and I was like the referee in between them trying to broadcast. And the the kids eventually learned that I had a microphone like there to pick up the ice sounds, and they would lean into it and start yelling into it. So it was, <laughs> it was very homey, but it was very fun, and I, I look back on those those times very fondly so but yeah don't don't make it sound like it was a big deal because it definitely wasn't 
It's a big and, deal and to you, me, Walter. I appreciate it. And now you you're broadcasting up, with me. That's right. We really moved up in the world. Man. <laughs> Oh, it's good stuff. We're very versatile. We can, we can go, I can go do hockey. I can talk financial planning, you know, whatever you want to talk about it, we'll figure it out. So (laughs) that's, that's the appeal there, I suppose. Well, let's get to these great questions. Amy's tired of hearing about hockey. She wants to know a little bit more about this whole debt conversation here. And I think this will be a challenging one, David. I'm really interested in your thoughts here. So Amy says, I've never been in a hurry to pay off debt. I've never paid extra on my mortgage. I've never paid cash for a car. And I use my home equity line fairly often for major purchases that I need to make. I know that debt is generally considered bad, but you know what? It seems that to me, using debt has allowed me to save money for retirement that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Am I missing something here? So that's an action-packed question, I will say, Amy. I think the answer to whether I'm missing something here is maybe not, but... The answers are likely different if you're in your 40s or if you're in your 60s, and you didn't give us that piece of information. So I'm just going to throw out some decisioning points here, and hopefully they're helpful to you and to our other listeners. Never paid extra on my mortgage. You know what? If you have a low fixed rate mortgage, I say in your 40s, not a big deal at all. In your 60s, maybe not a big deal, unless it's going to be emotionally stressful for you to have a mortgage once you retire even if it's a low fixed rate mortgage that is, you know, five years from going away. So I don't have any problem with low fixed rate mortgage. I think it's a great use of debt. I think that's productive debt. Car loans, probably not a big deal. I know that car loans two or three years ago were way less expensive than they are today. And I know that terms on car loans, used to be you get a five-year car loan, and that was kind of long. Now I understand they're doing them for six and seven years. And then, Amy, how long do you keep these cars? And my favorite answer is, well, I pay them off in five years, and I drive them for another five. So if that's the case, uh, it's probably not a big deal with a car loan. Your home equity loan is a little trickier. That is almost certainly a floating rate loan. So what you were paying on it a year and a half ago when interest rates were really low is probably dramatically different than what you're paying on it today since interest rates have gone up a bunch. And then the other thing you said is you'll use your home equity loan for major purchases. And what I don't know is how you would define a major purchase. So if a major purchase is a consumer good, something that you want now, but you don't have the money for, probably, but you're doing that instead of a credit card purchase, I'm probably less good with that. If you're buying a durable good, a, a, a new, let's say your, um, your air conditioner went out at your house and you said, well, I don't have cash I want to put into that. I'm going to put it on the home equity loan and pay that off over 12 or 18 months or whatever it is. Uh, a new refrigerator, a maybe your car. I probably have less of a problem with a durable good than I do a consumer good. What you don't want to do, and we've talked about this on numerous podcasts over the years, is you don't want to finance a lifestyle that's bigger than your income using debt, especially floating rate debt. So, uh, Amy, you're, you're, uh, hopefully the, something in there was important to you, and kind of the, the long and the short of it is, uh, as long as your, your spending is within your means, you can use debt smartly to finance some of that. If any of that is confusing to you, 
then either shoot me an email back or get some good advice from somebody. You sound like you are, you're with it. You do a good job of managing your finances. You just want to make sure, especially if you're in your 40s or 50s, that you don't make a silly mistake as you're getting toward that retirement red zone. That's a great point. Yeah, let's just not make a bad mistake when we get near retirement because we don't have that time on our side anymore. So even if something's worked for you for many years, a particular style of investing or aiming your attitude toward debt, uh, just because it's worked for many years doesn't necessarily mean it's the way to move forward. We could apply that to a lot of different mentalities when it comes to finances and retirement. So always just a good idea whenever you're getting close to retirement, do a check-in with how you're currently doing things. And the easiest way to do that's with a review with somebody like David, who has seen many, many, many thousands of financial plans over the years and been able to help people tweak and improve improve those plans for more secure financial futures. So if you want to talk to David a little bit more in depth about that, you can call him at 913-317-1414, or you can go online to coveryourassetskc.com. And Amy or anyone else listening that is interested in touching base, we've also put that information, that contact info in the description of today's show. All right, Howard will have our final question of the episode. It's another good one here. Um, Howard says, I just received a medical diagnosis that will almost certainly shorten my life by several years. Sorry to hear that, Howard. He says, I'm 63, and I planned to wait until 70 to start my Social Security so that I could get the largest possible amount. But now I think I should start it right away. Do you agree? I, too, am sorry that you got that diagnosis, Howard. That's pretty tough. And, um, you know, hopefully you've got good family and friends around you to, to make all that just a little bit better. Social Security is built to be actuarially sound. And all that means is the earliest you can start is 62 and the latest you, you should ever start is 70 because it doesn't get any better. But it, you get more money per month the longer you wait. But if you live to basically your life expectancy, let's call that... It's built to kind of be six to one, half dozen the other at roughly age 81 or 82. So if you don't think, so you didn't say, you said that you're um, shorten your life by several years. I'm going to guess that means that you're expecting to live into your 70s, maybe mid 70s, but not much further than that. If you or any other listener is pretty convinced that you are not going to live past 81 or 82, then you, you'll probably get more money out of Social Security by starting earlier and taking the lesser amount. But if you're pretty sure that you're going to live past 81 or 82, you will almost assuredly take more money out of the system by waiting to at least your full retirement age, which is somewhere between 66 and a half and 67, and the maximum time you should ever wait, which is age 70. So if you're going to live long, there's a benefit to waiting. If you're pretty sure you're going to live shorter than 80 or 81, there are good reasons to start taking the money early. Really good question. And yeah, sorry that, that you're going through that, Howard. Hopefully this is something that's not uh, imminent. Maybe it's just something you're expecting to no longer have you know, as long of a lifespan. So a lot of things to consider there. And this is the kind of question you're getting all the, the time, David, right? Social Security, when do I take it? And people seem to either weigh strongly on I'm getting that money now or I'm going to wait and get the biggest benefit possible. And uh, do you ever have anybody that's like right in the middle <laughs> in terms of wanting to take it? Um, I've had a couple of clients recently where it made the most sense to just take it at their full retirement age. Okay. There might have been a, 
a little difference, a little benefit to waiting longer. But by taking it earlier, by taking it at their full retirement age, it took stress off of their retirement savings. So they're not pulling money out of that. They were just getting the money from Social Security. It was popping into their checking account once a month. It kind of felt like a retirement paycheck. And they felt so much better about their retirement plan, even though there was a small benefit to waiting. And you know what? Peace of mind in retirement is worth a lot. So sometimes it's not all about the numbers. Uh, sometimes it's about making a, a good decision and not the perfect decision. Boy, that's well said. Say that last, uh, that last line again, David. I think that's just <laughs> a good way to end the episode and underscore things. Yeah, with, you know, with the right piece of information, with the right pieces of information, sometimes it's about making a really good decision and not the perfect decision. Hmm. I thought that needed, uh, needed repetition on today's episode. So again, if you need help, if you have questions, just like we've featured on today's episode and previous episodes throughout 2023, don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch with David Dickens here at year end. Uh, if it's too late to come in for this year for you, don't worry. You can get on the calendar and set something up for the beginning of the year to get it off to a good start. Uh, the ways to get in touch, again, are online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com, and you can also call 913-317-1414, and we'll put that contact info in today's show description. So check it out there if you didn't have the chance to write it down just now. David, thank you for all the help and for answering these two great questions on the show today, and we'll look forward to another new episode in two weeks. 2024 is right around the corner. Can you believe it? (laughs) It's hard to believe. (laughs) I will look forward to talking to you in the new year. I always hate that time of year, though, when now I have to, I'm so used to labeling everything 2023, it takes at least a <laughs> month to start hitting that four instead of that three. But Yep, but somehow well, we'll make it through it. We'll, we'll manage. Have a great rest of your week and year, everybody, and we'll see you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.